This is Arizona Financial Talk with Aaron Ezelt from First Guarantee Financial. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Aaron provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Arizona Financial Talk with your host, Aaron Ezold. Hello and welcome back to Arizona Financial Talk. My name is Aaron Ezeld from First Guarantee Financial. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please give us a call at 480-284-6393 or toll free at 866-393-7799. You can also visit us online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. And while at my website, click on the radio page to check out past shows and to subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions or to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, the 4th of July is one of my favorite holidays. It just sparks memories for me, and I imagine a sunny day with neighbors in their yards or on their driveways grilling burgers and hot dogs. And then once the sun is set, the sky is full of color and rumbling fireworks. Most importantly, it's a time for all of us to take a few minutes to reflect on what a privilege it is to live in a free country. As my mind wandered recently to thoughts about our upcoming Independence Day, I was also struck by the idea that a show about financial independence would be a fun and timely way to tie in one of my favorite holidays with finances, my favorite topic. So working towards achieving financial independence is today's topic. But before we get into the topic today, let me introduce my co-host, Tony Shore, who always lights up our show like an Independence Day sparkler. (laughs) An Independence Day sparkler. (laughs) On fire. Oh, wow. Well, that's an intro. And, you know, my dog doesn't exactly enjoy fireworks on the 4th, but I do. I love firework displays. And uh, most of the towns around me, though, this year... Uh, they're not having them and my whole family's bummed because we always go and see them because of, I guess, supply delays in getting the fireworks in time. Mm. So plus COVID, I don't know, uh, why a number of them have been canceled this year, but, uh, I am uh, financial independence ties nicely into this time of the year with the 4th of July. And I think this is going to be a great topic before we get into it though. How have you been, Aaron? How are you doing? I am doing well, you know. Um, spent some time up in Colorado here recently with my family. Had a few weeks R and R. Yes, sir. Isn't it? Uh, isn't it beautiful and perfect oh, weather-wise up there? It was so nice. It was actually a little hot uh, in Colorado while we were there, but it was beautiful. I mean, clear skies. We went whitewater rafting. The girls went horseback riding. We went up to see. Uh, the peaks above Aspen. We took a, a bus up there and then hiked and got to see the maroon bells. It's just beautiful. Uh, we loved it. A lot of sightseeing, a lot of beautiful scenery. How about you? What did you do while you were in Colorado? A lot of hiking. Um, hiked up to Treasure Falls by Pagosa Springs. Nice. And that's the area that I was around um, southern Colorado. But yes, like yourself, uh, clear, sunny days. High temperatures were about 80 degrees. So coming oh, we from had Arizona, a little warmer. Well, yeah. Yep. So coming from uh, driving back to Arizona, it was 117, but I digress. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah. yeah, that's a tough one. Well, 
Uh, today's topic, financial independence. How do you want to get us started with that? Okay, well, let's get into it. A recent U.S. News and World Report article, 12 Steps to Achieve Financial Freedom, has some insights that I think will be very helpful today. We should begin by noting that financial independence means different things to different people. For some folks, financial independence means being able to pay their bills on time each month while also socking away a little money into their savings account for retirement. For others, financial independence may mean retiring when they want to and then heading off on all the adventures they've long dreamed about. As for the article, its first piece of advice is to live within your means, which is certainly something I discuss with many of my clients. It can be easy to get caught up in the latest trends when it comes to things like houses, cars, and clothes. If everyone in your orbit is buying a six-bedroom house, it's only natural to think you should too. But if a three-bedroom bungalow will make you happy, and just as importantly will make your budget happy, why not go that route? Right. Budget solution number 28. There you go. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know, our financial philosophies are obviously influenced by so many different factors. And I Mm -hmm. think it's fair to say that, you know, like friends and family, as well as all the advertising and pop culture we have, the Internet, it it all affects how we make our own financial decisions. But Aaron, staying within your means and not financially overextending yourself that's going to pay off in the future. And I know that's something you like to point out and drive home almost every episode. And I think it's so important. Definitely. Definitely. That's right. I've always advised that people think about the word enough when it comes to their financial decisions. As in my current four bedroom home is enough. And my current car with 75,000 miles is enough. Reminding yourself that what you have is enough is a good way to avoid blowing up your budget, chasing what you don't need. Making sure you always know your current financial status is another key component of achieving financial independence. Whether you're just a handful of years into your career or you're on the cusp of retirement, it's critical to understand completely where you're at financially. On a regular basis, you should open up a spreadsheet or sit down with a pencil and write out all of your income against your debt. Is the gap between your income and your debt a little too close for comfort? Regularly analyzing your finances will allow you to adjust and quickly address any red flags. Yeah, I mean, an honest look through your current finances is a great reason to work with someone like yourself, Aaron, a financial services professional. If you aren't doing so already, I mean, you have the experience people may need to make sure that that income and debt are properly balanced. Perfect. Uh, Exactly. Uh, Opening up the right type of accounts also is the next way you may be able to work towards financial independence. Now, in some cases, there may not be one account that's a good fit for all of your money. Most people will likely need a mix of accounts. For retirement money, many people utilize a tax-favored 401k or IRA. If an employer offers a match, utilizing that tool becomes all the more important. If you have a health insurance plan with a high deductible, It may be a smart move to open a health savings account to help you cover some of your potential medical expenses. Well, and let's not forget an emergency fund too, right? And that's something that you've talked about a lot on previous shows. I mean, uh, you know, finding a savings account is a solid way to build that emergency fund. And when the 
you know, when the AC goes out in the middle of the night or middle of a hot day, actually, you're going to want the peace of mind that comes with knowing you have the cash for a new one, right? Yep, that's definitely right, Tony. Well, and you know what? We've had a fun and timely show so far. Uh, What do you have for us next? The U.S. News and World Report article, 12 Steps to Achieve Financial Freedom, next emphasizes the wisdom of crafting a deposit strategy. Once your various accounts are active, you may want to prioritize making sure you're fully funding them. A lot of employers will direct deposit your paycheck into multiple accounts, which allows you to earmark percentages of your check into all of your accounts. Automating payments into your debit, savings, and retirement accounts is an efficient and reliable way to make sure your financial strategy is humming right along. Well, yeah, and to me, the automated payments are especially important for savings and retirement accounts for that uh, emergency fund or retirement account because it allows you to get used to budgeting and living off the money that ends up in your checking account after that stuff has already been funneled into savings and 401ks automatically. I think that's important. That really helps us save because it's like you never had that money, so you don't miss it. Yep. Definitely. And the next step towards achieving financial independence is to monitor your credit like a hawk, or perhaps a bald eagle is more appropriate for today's show. <laughs> ah, yes. Your, cre- your credit score helps determine whether you get approved for a loan and what the interest rate on that loan will be. If you're applying for a job, your potential employer may even check your credit history before making a final decision. And insurance companies in certain regions may even use your credit history to determine policy premiums. Reducing your debt and paying bills on time are two simple but important ways to boost your credit score. Finally, at a time when identity theft and data breaches seem to be regular occurrences, it's important to monitor your credit to be certain someone isn't on a spending spree in your name. Well, yeah, obviously you don't want that. And I think As far as credit scores, you know, there's websites like Credit Sesame or Credit Karma, and you can monitor your credit that way. But also right now, a lot of banks and credit unions are starting to offer credit monitoring as part of their customer service packages. And I know that I am with a credit union. I use a credit union and they offer that. So that's very handy. Definitely. I'm at a uh, major bank. I think I have Chase and Wells Fargo and they both do it too. So just check the app and you'll be able to see their credit monitoring options. Sure. Um, We've already mentioned budgets a fair amount during this episode, but let's circle back to it one more time so we can highlight the importance of cutting back on your spending. Budget solution number 28. Yes. (laughs) Now I'm the first to admit that it's become cliche to say, stop buying your morning latte when it comes to advice about spending less money. But let's be honest in the grand scheme of things, treating yourself to a good cup of coffee a few times a week is unlikely to torpedo your budget. Even during comprehensive financial strategizing, we have to recognize that doing things we enjoy is one of the elements of a happy life. So let's forget the coffee, movie tickets, and gym memberships and focus on the biggies. Buying a house that still suits your needs, even though it's smaller than others you've been eyeing, or purchasing a low mileage used car rather than a brand new model may seem like sacrifices, especially if you're doing well in your career. However, if those choices let you achieve true financial independence years ahead of your schedule, I'm confident you'll think it was all worth it. Cut. 
my budget. You can't cut my budget without written consent from the president of the Federal Reserve. <laughs> oh, sure we can. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, you can cut your own budget and... Uh, you know, I, I think it is going to be worth it. it. Financial independence is definitely worth it. The stress it takes off, uh, the peace of mind it gives you. And, you know, like you say, if you buy that low mileage used car rather than the latest shiny new model sitting on the lot, you're going to have more money in your pocket to enjoy that Starbucks run. So you have to really look at the big picture. And I know you help people do that. Definitely. And that's a great perspective, Tony. On our next tip, uh, we're going to talk about working towards achieving financial independence. Designing a debt payoff strategy is something I bring up often with my clients. Now, for most Americans, debt is part of life. There are student loans, mortgages, car payments, credit cards, and more. Having debt doesn't mean your financial path is littered with mistakes and bad choices. But the sooner you can get the weight of your debt off your shoulders the sooner you'll be in position to achieve financial independence. As you build your strategy to pay off debt, focus your extra money on one debt while making the minimum payments on your other debts. With this strategy, your best play may be to first focus on the debt source with the highest interest rate. Once you've knocked out that first debt source, don't direct what you're now saving on expenses into your debit account. Instead, take that money and apply it to your next largest debt source. Well, yeah, and I like that. I like where you're going with this, and I think that's a good plan, and, and that debt payoff strategy sounds good to me. Now, uh, regular listeners of our program know that I love talking about the emergency funds because I believe in them so strongly because for so many years, my wife and I, we didn't have an emergency fund saved up. And like a lot of people, we got into credit card debt when an emergency came along. And I, I can't believe, I can't begin to count the number of times since we did build up an emergency fund that it has saved us when we've needed uh, a last minute car repair or new tires, things like that. And then you don't have to run up debt to, to you know cover these emergencies. So what role does an emergency fund play in somebody getting and achieving financial independence? An emergency fund plays a huge role. When you have an emergency fund, you don't have to drain your savings to cover the unexpected expenses that are a natural part of life. Additionally, an adequate emergency fund also means you don't have to put those financial surprises on a credit card. Yeah, exactly. A good rule of thumb is to have three to six months of living expenses in your emergency fund. Make sure you replenish what you take out of your emergency fund as quickly as possible. And if you hit that magic six-month figure, keep going. The bigger the emergency fund, the better. Yeah, I would agree. And listeners, you're listening to Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Ezolt, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. And Aaron, during today's show, you've been talking to us about some of the steps we can take to work toward achieving financial independence. And well, financial independence means different things to different people, uh, you know, financial freedom. Uh, it essentially comes down to our ability to feel comfortable with where we're at and where we're going financially. And I think a great way to do that is to have a strategy and a written plan in place. So what do you have for us next? The U.S. News and World Report article 12 Steps to Achieve Financial Freedom next addresses how important your career is to your financial independence. 
Clearly, your income is critical to both your here and now and your future, but don't get too caught up in your salary alone. Keep an equally keen eye on your total compensation package, which includes things like health insurance and retirement accounts. If you're lucky enough to have an employer that matches what you contribute to your retirement account, it's going to go a long way in helping you work towards your goal of financial independence. You may also want to prioritize finding an employer that provides access to a variety of health insurance products. The more options you have, the more likely you are to devise a disciplined strategy. Finally, as more employers provide flexible scheduling and remote work, you may find those options improve your wellness and stress levels. Well, I think you know how I feel about the whole working from home thing, Aaron. Uh, you know, I think the option to work remotely, even if it isn't full time, has huge benefits. I mean, it mm-hmm. has the added benefit of saving you money on things like gas and eating out and other incidentals uh, that come when you commute to work. And those things alone might not save you a ton of cash, but like we've said before, it adds up and saving money in small ways can eventually lead to a sizable sum. Absolutely. And as you build your path to financial independence, your economic future should be one of the key elements you focus on. It's only natural to assume that you have to have a big salary to achieve financial independence, but that's not always the case. During my career, I've worked with high-income people who are struggling because of exceedingly high debt. Ultimately, their high income was nullified by their debt to such a degree that it prevented them from truly being wealthy. Now, on the flip side, I've worked with clients who have relatively modest incomes, but who have built real wealth and achieved true financial independence. Yeah, definitely. And with your help, uh, that's what you help your clients achieve. And, and there's uh, there's nothing like it. You can't even put a price tag on it. Uh, and it just makes so much sense. The fact that debt could wipe out uh, the benefits of a high income, that makes sense to me. But I'm curious to know, Aaron, how do people with modest salaries, uh, how are they able to find economic success? Now, we avoid getting into specifics about investing on our show for a number of different reasons. First, we simply don't have the time to adequately address the pros, cons, and nuances of investing. Second, investing often comes down to your own personal financial philosophy. What I can tell you is that if you're currently investing money or would like to start, it may be valuable for you to work with a financial services professional with the experience and insights to walk you through the investing process. In my opinion, there's simply no reason to try and navigate investing on your own. Well, yeah, Aaron, you don't need to sell me on the benefits of working with someone like yourself. I mean, obviously, when my car makes a funny noise, I take it to a mechanic. If my kid flushes a toy down the toilet, I call a plumber. And it's the same with my money. I want someone like yourself, a seasoned financial services professional, in my corner on this. And I think you know, surrounding yourself with an experienced team is a great way to work toward that goal of financial independence. Absolutely. The reality is that building a financial strategy is a lot of hard work. You have to find the right income and then determine the right amount to save and invest. You have to choose a retirement income tool. You have to make decisions about insurance, mortgages, car loans, and so on, and the paperwork. 
so much paperwork. <laughs> My point is simply that you don't have to overly burden yourself with your financial decisions because there are financial professionals out there who can help you manage the load. Yeah, like yourself. And I've long uh, preached this to uh, my family and friends who have not worked with a financial services professional that they really need to do so as soon as possible. Well, through the years, many of my clients have told me that leaving a legacy is one of the things they consider most important when working toward financial independence. To them, financial independence is partly about their own lives, but it is just as much about helping their kids and grandkids enjoy financial independence after they've passed away. If your legacy is important to you, you may want to create a will and update the beneficiaries on their financial accounts. If you have significant assets, you may benefit from working with an attorney and a certified public accountant to build a strategy that minimizes estate taxes. Yeah. Well, minimizing that tax burden is huge uh, any way you slice it, right? Definitely. Yeah. Well, and this has been a great show today, Aaron. Is there anything else you want to add before we go? It has been a fun show today. And if you'd like more details about what we've discussed, I did encourage you to visit my website, ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. Or call my office number, 480-284-6393, toll-free 866-393-7799 to discuss how my team might be able to answer your questions and address your concerns. It's our goal to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. All right. Thanks, Aaron. And listeners, that's it for today's episode of Arizona Financial Talk with our host, Aaron Easel. Thank you for listening to Arizona Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Aaron Easelt at First Guarantee Financial. Call 480-284-6393 or 866-393-7799 or visit them online at ArizonaFinancialTalk.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by Forethought Investment Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Arizona. Insurance products and services are offered through First Guarantee Financial, an affiliated company. Aaron Easel, Forethought Investment Group, LLC, and First Guarantee Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.